0: Know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on
1: SBNationRadio.com.
0: Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith.
1: Like the man said, it is us. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave, collectively known as those weekend golf guys. Appreciate you being here. We're going to talk some golf for the next hour or so, uh, specifically putting. Ooh, I like putting. You like putting?
2: I like like making putts. I don't like missing putts.
1: Yeah. Well, we've got uh, a bunch of tips on how to make more putts, and we also have a dude coming up in a little bit named uh, Barney Adams.
2: Oh, Barney Adams. And he has- He's the man in golf. He has made lots of great stuff in golf.
1: Well, he's got something new he's made. What's that? It's a new shaft for putters.
2: Oh, I've heard about this.
1: That does yeah. not um, fluctuate or move. Or I saw, you know, you're you're one of the guys that does does the the TrackMan stuff and the number thing and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a graph of a printout of what happened to a putter or a putter head on a video that was done at 2,500 frames per second, and the difference in speed of the putter toe as opposed to the putter heel when making a simple stroke was ridiculous. By looking at that, if you were to believe in numbers, then one would say it's impossible to hit the ball exactly where you're aiming because your putter head moves different speeds front and back or top and bottom, however you want to look at it, toe and heel when you make a putt. You
2: know, the ball gets touched and launches off the face. And are we talking about post impact? No. Oh, we're talking about pre pre impact. Yes, sir. Ooh, see now, now we're talking about where is the is the shaft somewhat twisting?
1: Yes, that's that's was you know? Barney's point that that putter yeah. heads have gotten heavier and the technology has improved substantially over the the last two or three decades but the putter shaft is still basically just a steel tube and stuff needs to be done Um, so either you can look at this one of two ways either you've got an entire hour of learning how to putt better or you've got an entire hour of brand new excuses for not putting very well at all (laughs) either way you want to look at it It's what we're going to be talking about with those weekend golf guys live here in the Cut Golf Studios. And we are going to be coming right back. Bring your putter and join us on the other side. You watch golf on TV, you're going to see golf ball commercials and you're going to see pros like Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth telling you you should buy the golf ball that they think is the absolute best. And I wonder, how much do they pay these guys? And then I realize, you know, the golf ball companies don't pay these guys. We do. Every time we pay 40, 45, 50 dollars for a dozen golf balls that someone told us is the absolute best, a large chunk of that goes to these guys. who are already millionaires. A top of the line tour quality 4 piece urethane covered golf ball that's long off the tee and easy to control around the greens should cost you about 20 bucks for a dozen. And if you buy it from Cut Golf, that's exactly what it will cost. Cutgolfco.com. Use the coupon code Weekend Golf and it will cost you even less than 20 bucks. I can get you two bucks off every dozen you buy. The more you buy, the more you save. I just made that phrase up. CutGolfCo.com. Use the code WeekendGolfGuys. Welcome back to the Cut Golf Studios. We are those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave, and we're talking putting. Jeff has talked putting on numerous occasions, and uh, we're we're going to revisit some of that. It is fun because that you use your putter almost half almost yeah, half I mean, the I shots it, you take I, is with your putter.
2: Yeah, I you know the truth is is that I use it almost every hole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I can truthfully say that I use it almost every hole too. There are those, uh, <laughs> there there are two occasions. One where you chip it in and you do yep. a little dance and and somebody goes raz, 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 and throws your ball back to you. And those where you go, okay, I've already gotten a double par, I quit. So, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so either way, you know, there are not every hole I use the putter. You have given us uh, some great tips on practicing and alignment. And alignment seems to be, the biggest problem. People will tell you that every golfer in the world, when they line up their putt, they think they are lined up where they want to hit it. And more times than not, they're not.
2: That's right. They're not. Their putter faces are not lined up where they think they are lined up. I see that so frequently, half the time that I give a putting lesson. Half of my putting lesson is about making sure that their putter face is aimed where they think it is, how to check that. And the other half is about green reading and speed and things like that, right? Right. You know, if we have to talk stroke, then we're talking line. Can this stroke project a ball down this particular, you know, send it on its way to its intended target, right? Right. Okay. What is it that makes that happen? Well, putter face alignment is a big one. And if you don't have putter face alignment, you got trouble.
1: Yeah, right from the get-go.
2: Big trouble. Yeah. Kind of like the second the ball leaves the face, trouble.
1: Right. Yeah. And it doesn't <laughs> so, matter what the brick is like if you're hitting it in the wrong place to begin with.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you think you're going to hit it in this one spot over there, but then the ball never starts in the direction of that, you got trouble. So we talk about putting, like, what the heck is it? I got a friend of mine, friend of the show, as a matter of fact, John Dunnigan, teacher, uh, top 100 teacher. He's got this great new putting book called hole it it was actually even featured on the golf channel mm-hmm. um, saw that and, um, yeah it was awesome so john's got a great book he uh even sent a copy of it to me even signed
1: it whoa autographed yeah. copy yeah autographed you some, copy you are somebody yep. man
2: well you know the thing is is that you, john as you know friends of mine they tend to write things in their books that probably need to stay.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So he had a few, a few, few choice few words, wise, <laughs> wise comments for me, but I did get it signed by the author. <laughs> but but that's the truth. That book is called Hole It by John Dunnigan. And, okay. you know, go out and get that thing. It's on his website, JohnDunnigan.com, and it's also available on Amazon. But, man, this thing is good. So we talk putting all the time, and I have to make reference to that because there's so many things – conceptually that he has beautifully illustrated Mm -hmm. articulated and simplified in the contents of that book that it's just some so many things that we've talked about learning slopes Mm -hmm. and how's your putter face going to be aligned how do you know that what how do you visualize certain things how do you judge speed how do you hold your putter for one style or another which putter is right for you Mm -hmm. there's so many different things in putting
1: can Can your uh, hometown PGA pro answer that question? What putter's right for you? You know we're cynics, and I walk into the big box store and I'm looking for a putter, and I'm either going to get the one I think with the highest profit margin, especially if you walk into that big box store that no longer hires PGA professionals
2: there There's a couple of things: just because a place has a lot of inventory doesn't mean they truly have specialists. They have people working in that department, but they may or may not be truly technically specialists at knowing whether this putter is going to work for this person or not. Many of them, they're uh, either ill-trained or they're just not experts or they don't really care that much. They're just retail people, mm-hmm. depending on what store you go to. Sure. Now, there are many stores that hire experts in the field. Right. Those are people that are specialists in putter fitting and club fitting. Find that in your local local area. Find out who's good. At what they do, and regardless of whether they're in an off-course shop, uh, in a strip mall, uh, at the golf course, at the country club, doesn't matter where they are, find the person who's best at fitting. And get fitted. And get fitted, mm-hmm. and then ask questions about what putter head type should I look for? Yeah. What shaft length? What lie angle? What weight? how, What grip size? All of these things, and then go, okay, fine, can you order me one? Mm-hmm. And the answer is, yeah, sure it is.
1: I have used many, many putters in my life. In fact, mm-hmm. most of us have. I think, I think every golfer who's golfed for more than five years probably has a collection of putters gathering dust in their garage or a closet somewhere.
2: I oh. do, too. I've only used four, Yeah. but I own a lot of them.
1: Yeah, exactly. But
2: I've only used four. Oh, let's see. Let me go through the lineage of this. My first one, let's just say it came to an untimely demise.
1: That's the one you threw in the pond, right?
2: No, no, I did not. It never did leave my hands. Oh, okay. Um, My knee still hurts today. (laughs) And then my second putter uh, was now one that um, I used for many years, many, many years. Absolutely love it. And uh, I don't get to putt with it anymore. But in a year from now, I'll be able to putt with it again because – my my daughter Rebecca decided that she liked my putter. <laughs> and so she's now a junior in college. And so that's about, I've got about a year and a half left before I get to see that putter back in my bag again.
1: <laughs> Graduation day you get your putter back.
2: <laughs> because when she was in eighth grade, she took that putter from me. Oh no. I didn't really mind at the moment. I thought, ah, it's no big deal. She'll you know, I'll get her something else later. Mm-hmm. She just kept making putts Ah. and just kept making putts Uh and just kept making putts all through high school, all through college. So I had to get a third putter. Third putter, I really liked, really liked. Different putter than, than the one that I really liked before. Just completely different. They're so very different, but I putted exceptionally well with both of them. And then I made a mistake of just selling it off to a student of mine because he played a lot of tournaments and he used my putter one time and he really needed something that was mentally something fresh for him. He needed something else Mm -hmm. and he was struggling with his putting and he won a tournament using my putter. So I sold him the putter that's in his bag and he's off uh, playing college golf right now. And that leaves the fourth putter, which is now in my bag. So I've used
1: four and
2: I like the one I've got now. Don't get me wrong. I'm making putts with it, but it just, it's not the, it's not my one of two favorites
1: well i mean i think i think my evolution in putters is the same started out had a had a ping answer in my bag for a very long time
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and then i got that uh, spaceship putter that mm. was made by a company uh called You've seen that. inside a canadian company and it had like the shaft on the outside of the putter head and this big triangular shaped almost uh, putter head and everything and and then did the odyssey two ball and the three ball putters all, all trying to just get some way of aligning things. None of them helped me. Of course, I was at the point where I wasn't practicing doing it. I'd go out for about, you know, 10, 15 minutes prior to a round and and putt a little bit. I spent some time with Jim Grunberg in Nashville, the Seymour putter guy. And I was actually, for the first time in my life, fitted officially for a putter. And they fitted the length picked out because they've got multiple choices in putter heads. And they picked out the FG, which is the big head. And mm-hmm. it's got the uh, alignment aid where if the shaft covers a little red line on the back of the putter head, you know that you're you're going to hit the ball square, whether you're aimed correctly or not. They can't help you with because there's no laser sighting on or anything. And they got the right grip on it. And my putting has improved substantially since I started using the Seymour putter.
2: Um, when they fitted you and it's for that of the putter, fit- did they did they do the uh, the the typical? Waist measurement where they take a little uh, ruler and go a little uh, tape measure and cloth tape measure and go around to check your, your waistline there and see how big of <laughs> you need or something. See if they I can that. see my
1: feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do any of that. No, they didn't do any of that. They just oh. asked me to putt and took it from there. Okay. Oh. But I mean, okay, I'm, I'm next. You know, Seymour is great. Jim Grunberger is great. A lot of putters on the market are great. I'm not extolling the virtues of Seymour specifically. I'm extolling the virtues of getting your putter fitted to you specifically, no matter what brand you buy, get it fitted. And then you can deal with the problems with the shaft. So we're going to talk about that with Barney Adams a little bit later on in the show. We're going to come right back. Hope you do too. We are those weekend golf guys right here in the cut golf studios. Don't you move. I got an email just the other day. Guy said, John, How much does it cost to join $5 Golf Club? Yeah, that's what I said too. $5, hence the name, $5 Golf Club. All right? It's not just $5 to get in and then we hit you with more. No, $5 this month, next month, and every month that you feel you need to become a member and stay a member to get to where you want to be in your golf game. Whether you want to break 100, break 90, break 80, break 70, whatever your number is, Jeff Smith has the videos there now and new videos coming every week that will help you accomplish that goal. Okay, $5golfclub.com. Use the number $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs, $5 a month. Phenomenal golf instruction at a ridiculously low price. That's us, $5golfclub.com. And we're back those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there, and we're we're talking about putting uh, alignment being the problem. I've been doing some research. We've got Barney Adams uh, coming up a little bit later. He's, he's got a new company that uh, basically – Uh, has produced a new shaft in golf. And it's like the the last frontier, according to Mr. Adams, of technology because the technology of putter heads and the, the heaviness and the materials and all of the designs have changed so drastically over the past few decades, yet the putter shaft has not changed. It is still a steel and or aluminum tube, and it has an awful lot of fluctuation in it. But my question, when I was reading through some of the details of what this putter shaft does, is is when do physicists have to make the choice between looking for dark matter or going after golf equipment? Because that seems to be the only two things physicists are doing these days. I <laughs> oh, mean, did you read? Did you read how do this we get to dark matter anyway? Did you I read mean... this new thing about what Bryson Deschambeau is doing? He's taking advantage. Of the new rule, where you do not have to take two penalty strokes if you hit the flagstick now while you're putting, yeah, as long as it's yeah. still in the hole i mean if you, if it's laying on the ground, and you hit it that that's another problem, but he has is going to determine the c o r uh, what's that coefficient the, of restitution the coefficient of
2: restitution, otherwise known as the spring like effect yeah, how bad the ball bounces off of it <laughs> yeah,
1: and he thinks that with fiberglass <laughs> flagstick. flagsticks. The ball will not bounce all that much. So basically he can use it as a, as a tool for bank shots. As the backstops. Yeah, yeah. right. He um, figured this out because he's so, a physicist.
2: Yeah. Cause he thinks about stuff like that. The yeah. rest of us want more hole. <laughs>
1: that's right. Make okay? the hole bigger. We'll
2: take, the, we'll take this stinking <laughs> flag stick out of there. That's Cause right. we want the hole to be bigger. We don't want something on there plugging it up. We might not have that good of speed control. <laughs> yeah, we just might smack it into that sucker so hard that it bounces off anyway.
1: Despite what the COR is.
2: Yeah. Some of us are sitting there going, I want a larger hole. Yeah.
1: Rest a I, I toot I'm on this it, right I'm here. I'm taking
2: it out no matter what. <laughs> right? Look, they don't give me a backboard, so I need the biggest hole I can get.
1: Exactly. I
2: get it? I really do. I understand what he's thinking
1: mm-hmm.
2: is that if my pot is on center close enough, right? Yeah. Just almost dead center. And if it's coming in a little too hot, bounces off that metal flagstick, it might bounce out. Right. But if that flagstick is made out of fiberglass, now all of a sudden that thing's a little softer, uh-huh. a little more cushion on the blow, right? It doesn't bounce back so much. The coefficient of restitution, a little bit lower, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It'll help it go in. Right. I get it. So here's the thing. Bryson's going to leave it in on his putts. What about the guys he's playing with that day? We're going to have somebody on the green in, out, in, out. Probably. No, no, I want it back in. No, no, you take it out.
1: Probably. No, no well, I'm going to
2: put it back in now. You know Where are we going with this? The
1: caddy union's going to start asking for more money.
2: Because that's that's what I see about to happen here when guys are playing with him. or And, and whoever else is going to choose to do it too, right? There's going to be a trend. And what will happen is the players will start figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And the caddies will start figuring it out. But I got a hunch that the first couple times they play with a guy who says, I want that flag stick in and they're going to go, I don't want it in. Yeah. I'm not used to that. I want a bigger hole to look at, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, I've also heard about the psychological aspects of putting with a flag stick in. And I, and I understand this because it, it makes sense in my brain, not because I have some empirical evidence that this is true, but I have some, anecdotal thoughts about it Mm -hmm. i think it's easier to line up and get a ball close to a target that's on top of the ground sticking up than it is just a hole in the ground i think it's easier on our brains i think if i took a water bottle and stuck it someplace on the green and putted from 10 to 30 feet away I'd be willing to bet that I could get the ball closer to the water bottle and touch the water bottle more often than I could just a hole in the ground.
1: So you think it's a it's a psychological um
2: advantage advantage. I do. Yeah. I do on some of those things. Now here that's kind of weird cuz just a minute ago I said hey I want the biggest hole I can get and all that stuff, right? Yeah. That's on all those short ones. Yeah. But yeah. for the longer ones I think it might be an advantage to to have that thing in <laughs>
1: it, would be. it would be It would be easier to your your brain is is more acclimated to seeing and making the necessary computations, uh, like you say, because it's much easier to see this stick coming up from the ground than it is just a little hole in the ground. Right. Which you can or cannot sometimes see clearly.
2: It was interesting. I had this conversation with one of my students about how I was going to play. Mm hmm. And how I see things and with this new rule coming up. He goes, you're going to leave the flagstick in when you play? I'm like, yeah, probably, until mm-hmm. I get it close. Right. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, I want to see more hole. Yeah. He goes, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He said, why till, why till it gets close? I'm like, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I think it's easier to hit it at a flagstick the right distance if I can see if I can touch the thing.
1: Well, if you're close in, a lot of people, one of the, the new things, in fact, we had a guy on, uh, who goes by the, uh, the title on Twitter is the putt whisperer from down oh, in Florida. Yeah, yeah, Yep. And he, he extols the virtues of for, for close putts and he considers anything six feet or in close that you don't even watch the ball. You, you get your alignment, you set up your putter and you get ready to go. But then when you do the stroke, you look at the hole.
2: You know, I understand that we've had him on the show, and he's Mm -hmm. talked about that. And and there's been there's been you know stories, not necessarily evidence, but certainly you know anecdotal stories about golf pros who have done that. I think the most notable is probably um, when Davis Love the Third was doing it for some time. I don't know how long he was doing it. And and Spieth's been doing it for Mm -hmm. some, right? On Mm -hmm. basically saying, "Hey, here's here's this thing I've chosen." And, you know, it helps them get the right distance. It right. helps them make it more of a routine, back and forth, back and forth with the eyes. Makes things a little, little easier, uh, and they wind up looking at the hole, and their speed gets really, really good that way. It um, does. I
1: mean, the, again, the, the computations that your brain is doing needs all the information. And it doesn't have that information directly as it's doing the, the physical movement. Um, I mean, you can look at the hole and say, okay, this is – you to take a few practice strokes and this is how I need to do it. But then again, if you're looking at the ball, you're really wasting some of what the brain can do. If you're looking at the hole, the brain will be able to say, okay, you are X feet away. This is how hard you should hit it and make your muscles move accordingly, I would think. I mean, I've done it once or twice. It works. Sometimes, but I don't really have confidence in it yet. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the one thing you got to believe in it, man. Before you do that, you got to believe it's going to work. You
2: know? I think there's truth in that. I really do. Um, when, when you go about this, you, you've got to have some sort of confidence standing over it when you go, I know this is right. I'm going to make this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Has a huge effect. Does. On what's about to happen. Yeah. Because I've seen people, I've seen lots of people, they just they just fail. Mm-hmm. They're they're in there in their mind and they're just like, I don't know what's gonna happen here. And then they there's no purpose in their stroke. And
1: Yeah. The you know, last thing nothing you good know, happens. And if you don't believe this, go back and listen to last week's show. The last thing you want going through your mind is, boy, I hope this works. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because you need to know that you're gonna do it. I mean, you may miss it, but you need to have the positive attitude in your head that this is this is the right thing to do. This is the right way to do it. You have to be confident that you are aligned correctly, you are aimed correctly, you are standing correctly, and then look at the hole and do it. And again, it's only for short putts. It's not going to work for a long putt because there are just so many other variations or variables that can come into a play on a long putt. You can get very confused very easily. Because if you're looking directly at the hole, you're not going to get the right distance. If you have any sort of undulation in the green, you're not going to get the right uh, direction if you have to aim to a certain point on that green in order to take a break correctly or whatever. I mean, if you're looking directly at a hole, you're going to hit not only the right speed, uh, but you're going to hit directly at the hole. If that's not where you want to aim, don't don't hit the ball looking directly at the hole. Right. 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 Okay. Just wanted to make sure I'm not uh, passing out any false information here. Okay.
2: No, that's uh, usually when you start doing that, I
1: quickly redirect you and. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's always yeah. nice to have somebody you know in charge.
2: When we're off the air, I usually say, "No, stop it! You're being you're being dumb." <laughs> I haven't done that on the air yet. No, you, you
1: haven't, have- but you should sometime. You know, just just. So the audience will go, yeah, they really do hate each other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking putting and we will be welcoming in our special guest for the show, Mr. Barney Adams. Now Mr. Adams, first off, we know you're here, just want to say hello and make sure it's o- make <laughs> sure it's okay that we refer to you as Barney like we really know you, okay? That'll, okay, or you could do Barnyard. I don't. I most everything. <laughs> That'll impress all of our friends. <laughs> wow, you guys really know him. Uh, we were going to take a quick break. Um, I just want to let you all know that my uh, my new dozen cut golf balls arrived. I got the pink ones because I am man enough to go out on the course playing pink golf balls. Yes, indeed, I am. Cost me nineteen ninety nine for the dozen, and I got twenty percent off. So I used the Weekend Golf Guys discount code, and they came, uh, 22 bucks with shipping, and I'm going out Sunday, and I am going to uh, conquer the world again with these things. I was up and down so many times. I mean, if I could just hit an iron correctly, I'd be good. But I was up and down so many times Sunday playing golf. The guys I play, Intrepid producer Mark, again, got in my head and kept saying things like, you know, uh, you're even par after five holes, John. What are you doing? You know, trying to get me a little it didn't work I told him yeah he said you just parred the last four out of seven holes I said no it was six out of seven holes but that's okay we were coming right back putting and we have got something that uh, is new amazing and Mr. Barney Adams has developed it and we're going to talk to him when we come right back we are those weekend golf guys don't you move you want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is it's very easy $5golfclub.com the number $5golfclub.com this past Sunday my buddy Kevin and I were playing golf and he was playing his first ever round using a Cut Golf golf ball. He was using a Cut Golf Black, which is a model name, not a color. It's a white ball, urethane cover, four-piece construction, tour quality compared to all the ones that you pay 50 bucks a dozen for. You're going to pay 19.99 a dozen for these. They're going to get a lot of distance off the tee. You're going to get a whole lot of control around the greens, just as you would expect in a $50 golf ball, but this one you're only going to pay 20 bucks a dozen for. Well, Kevin got his first ever race. Let's see, his first ever round with a cut golf golf ball and his first ever ace. Coincidence? Hmm, I'll leave that up to you to decide. I can get you a deal, however. $19.99 a dozen for tour-quality golf balls that are absolutely wonderful. If you just go to cutgolfco.com, that's cutgolfco.com, use a code weekendgolfguys when you check out and you'll get 10% off. And it is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton, he is Jeff Smith, and the third voice you hear, Mr. Barney Adams, Adams, yes,
0: please, please, hey,
2: yes, Mr. Barney Adams of of Adams golf, golf history fame. Yes. Yes, here, indeed. let's talk about this. I mean, he starts Adams Golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts it back in 1998, I guess.
0: Dark and, Ages, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: and uh, he came out with this club, John. You might remember this because you're you're of that era. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tight lies, fairway woods. Remember those? Oh
1: yeah, sure do. Had right. some, had yeah. some.
2: Right, had the great sole plate on the bottom of those things, and really uh, shallow club head. Man, those things could knock it off the off the, <laughs> the fairways and get it up there in, in a hurry. It was it was a genius move because at that time the other fairway woods on the market were all these bulbous things that couldn't get the ball up in the air. The center of gravity wasn't low enough.
1: And every other company couldn't wait for the patent to uh, (laughs) come up so they could copy it. Right. And now everybody has. So with that in mind and some of the other things Barney has done with TaylorMade, et cetera, et cetera, if Barney Adams tells me my putter shaft needs to be fixed, I'm going to listen. I, I get the impression you sat around and said, you know, golf's not perfect yet. There's some other stuff we can make better. And the putter shaft is the first thing that popped into your head.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's face it, I've been off, the, you know, I'm ancient I've been off the grid for quite a while. I would get approached from time to time by people with ideas for products and so on, especially full sets of clubs. I would explain to them that golf is a marketing business. Uh, I, I don't, I don't mean to disparage your clubs. I'm sure they're fine, but so are Titleist, and so are pings and so are callaways and mm-hmm. so are tipper baits. And that's what you have to go up against. And it's a big time marketing business. Right. And your entry fee is is easily $20 million. And they look at me like I'm crazy, but I explained to them that you've got to have touring pros play in your clubs. And that's several million dollars. You can't get guys nobody ever heard of. you got to get guys that show up on television. Right. And then you got to market that. And all the time you're spending that money, your competition is spending it too. And yet they're better known. So it, it isn't, I'm sorry, but good luck if you can make it i'll cheer for you but uh, i'm not going to be involved with it but that's kind of how the story went over the years mm-hmm. and then uh i was talking to a guy that was uh that i knew and he wanted to come up with a new putter you know i hate to sound like the prophet of doom but <laughs> i explained to him that there has never been an independent putter company in the history of the golf industry that hasn't gone broke or has sold on the verge of going broke but it hasn't been successful mm-hmm. i said do your homework You can check me out, but I guarantee you that's the case. So why are you going to do a putter? Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and he said, but I I, know I will tell you this. He said, you know, in testing this thing, I'm getting some weird numbers. I do happen to have a, a background in statistics. So I understood what he was talking about. Just to, you know, cut this a little shorter, I just said, well, look, let's let's see if we can find where your weird numbers are coming from. And we went back and we determined that, the cause of the real numbers was the steel shaft in the putter, which which was frankly hard to believe because, come on, you know, that's, that's not going to happen. But in fact, especially as putters have gotten heavier, putter heads have gotten heavier over the years, and the steel shaft hasn't changed appreciably in, I don't know, 40, 50 years or so. The steel shaft actually oscillates or like shivers a little bit during the putting stroke when, and if the shaft is doing that, of course, the head is doing that. Right. And what that meant is the head never came back to the ball perfectly square. And if there's anything you want to have happen in putting, you go to all the trouble to line it up, you go to all the practice on your stroke and do everything else, and your putter head is not coming back to the ball square, <laughs> that's crazy. Right. You know, I mean, everything plus, else just became diminished.
1: Plus, it's hard enough to align a putt. Correctly for most amateur golfers to begin with, so if, if yeah, you've exactly got that right. You know, like thing. I say, you
0: go through all that difficulty, yeah. and then you got a flaw in your in your equipment. We then uh, went through some design philosophies on making a shaft that wouldn't do that, and the one premise that uh, was set was that the shaft had to be interchangeable with steel, meaning it had to weigh the same it had to feel the same. Because if it's decidedly different, let's suppose you made the shaft like solid steel, it was weighed a great deal. Then the adjustment to the shaft is greater than the problem you're trying to fix in the first place. It doesn't work. Right. So the shaft had to be completely interchangeable as far as your feel and your touch goes, but it could not oscillate. It took us three years to accomplish this. It was a very complex project, and we do have a shaft that does that and it's been on the market, I say on the market. You know, almost all by uh, emails right now as we're trying to set up distribution. But it's only been on the market for a couple of months,
1: and it's called the Stability Shaft. Correct. And uh, you can you can look it up online. Some great videos here to explain exactly what's going on. But Justin Rose has put that in into play.
0: Yeah, I I I always hate to say yes when people mention touring pros because you know how what they're like. It's it sure. one week is is different than the next week and so on. I I do know this though, and I think this is a this is a very telling statistic. We've had three or four guys, honestly, I didn't even know any of the names. you know they're I got grandchildren older than these guys uh, so as a matter of fact, I got yeah never mind anyway uh, <laughs> But we track their stats because that's the one thing the p g a tour does It has very, very pristine putting statistics oh, yeah. every single guy who put our shaft in improve their putting stats every single one of them nobody got worse and they all got better now let's be honest what's the definition of better maybe two shots in a in a 72 hole event well to those guys that's That's, a lot of money
1: yeah that's that's big time
0: you know if they miss the cut it's garbage if it if it helps them make the cut it could be worth fifty thousand dollars yeah you know you can't you can't predict from it but the fact that every single person that used the putting and these are the best putters in the game that's why they're out there. Right. And every single one of them improved. That was good news or good information for us.
1: So let me let me ask you a technical well, not technical question, because I don't know from technicalities here, but is any type of, of putter that anyone's using now, can you fit the new type of shafts yeah. to it? Yeah, we
0: don't we're in, we're in the we are we are in the putting shaft business. Mm-hmm. We don't care what the head is, it's a very simple project. There's a website called Breakthrough Golf Tech. Mm-hmm. And somebody can access that website and there's a way to find out or there's a, a, a email, a guy's name or 800 number to call, mm-hmm. uh, or any one of those things to facilitate the process is what I'm trying to say. Right. Or you can have the shafts sent to you, take them down to the local guy and he can do it. It's, a, it's about a six or seven minute job. It's nothing.
2: So do they replace the entire shaft? Is something goes right down into the hosel of pretty much any any putter
0: yeah either way either way if if you see the shaft it looks like a tube with a with a steel ending on it about uh, eight or nine inches worth okay that is because some shafts are the bottom of the shafts are gooseneck yeah and they'll fit into the hosel with a gooseneck so that steel can come in different forms where it's bent to the degrees needed to you know replicate that gooseneck or you can take your putter Cut your shaft off above the hosel and where that tube is, and you can you can get just a tube without the steel part, that tube has got a stop in it. That fits over the shaft. You epoxy it, five minute job. There we put go. Put a grip on it, you're in business.
2: Yeah, that makes sense in my head because I got one of those goofy putters. I got an old two ball backstrike. And I sat there and thought, oh, "How that? How's that thing going to work?"
0: I happen to have two of those, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. so You look at that, and you're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's it. I mean, that's right. It's a, it's a very easy. It sounds like, "Oh my God, this thing is going to be complex," and blah, blah, blah. And then once you see it done, it's like, "Oh, okay, that's yeah, that no problem." Easy. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. I want want to uh, both both thank you and and to apologize. Um, y'all sent me a. A, a box and said, Hey, send your putter to us. And we'll, we'll put a new shaft in this thing. And I was like, wait a minute. I, I have only unlike other people, I have only one putter that I use anymore and I play golf twice a week. I don't have time to be without my putter, but now that winter's coming, I think I'm going to take you up on the offer. And, and again, thank you. For like I that. say, hey, I'm sure. Earlier
2: you said you were going to let me do that, John. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, if you ask nice, I'm sure he'll let you
0: do it too. When all right, I listen, you, you guys can both do it. I'll make you a deal. <laughs> there we go.
2: There we go. I
0: mean, I don't I don't want to see you guys split up after all these years, so <laughs> we'll let we'll, we'll you both do it.
2: Over a putter shaft. Over
1: a
0: putter shaft. That's exactly right. right. They come down to what happened to those
2: weekend golf guys? Well, well, I wouldn't uh, give up an extra putter shaft and
1: they thought about it.
0: Right. They were out there in the parking lot playing at each other, so we're not gonna we're not gonna yeah. let that happen. And only one survived. But I mean I, as I said before. To me, when I see the best putters in the world, because you have to be a great putter to be on tour. Yeah, I don't care how much they complain about their putting; they have to be great putters. And when you see that, when you just look at the data, before and after, that's pretty telling information.
1: So when, how many how many people come to you on an average basis per year and say, "Hey, I've got the latest greatest idea. What do you think?" Six or eight. Okay,
0: I hide out. So, I mean, I'm <laughs> not very visible, and 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 and, and, and you know probably. If they ask around, they know my reputation is, and I'm just, um, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I try to explain to them the four leading companies in golf today are Ping, Callaway, Titleist, and Taylor Bait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 40 years ago, when I started, the four leading companies in golf were Ping, Callaway, Titleist, and Taylor <laughs> I've seen dozens and dozens go by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. And that ought to tell you something, guys. It's, it's, it's it's it, people because golfers are obsessed about product and they think it's a product business it's a marketing business right. it's not a product business yeah. furthermore the one thing that people do not understand is golf clubs are not sold golf clubs are bought that's okay. completely different that means i've got to incent the average buyer mm-hmm. who if you look at the stats as a 52 year old male to get up out of his chair put his beer down Go down to the store and buy a golf club. That's a tough job. Easy, hey, you
2: me right there. He, <laughs> he called me out.
0: <laughs> Get off your behind! But that's it. You know, it's 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 a bought. It's it, it. You go into you go into the great you know stores with with wonderful displays of golf clubs and so on. You go in looking for something. Now, they might try and sell you on the daily special because they're getting a commission for it or something. Sure, yeah. But you actually, when you go to those places, on average, you've got something in mind when you go in there. That's what I mean about the clubs are bought. By the
2: time that the the golfer actually shows up at the store, he's already going there for the purpose of buying.
0: Yeah. Do you have one of those new ping drivers or Taylor Bay this or Callaway Mm -hmm. that or so on? I want to see one. Mm Yeah. 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 Now, now he might look at another one comparably because you know the club has to fit your eye. But he's he he is he is being incented in, in to go to that store.
1: Yeah. Well, case in point, a friend of mine came the other day and he said, "Listen, I want to go get fitted for a driver. Should I go with with the the Callaway the new Callaway Epic or the new uh, Titleist uh, TS?"
0: I mean, he's already made his mind up. Now we're down to the fitting. Exactly. Which, right. by the way, I- tell him the Ping S four hundred. Okay. <laughs> Ping I can't help it. up. I- I'm I'm an old club fitter and you know I I weasel around to look at things and so on.
1: Okay, we will take that under advisement. I mean, you know, it doesn't get much higher recommendation than coming from you, Barney Adams. Yeah, and, and I
0: got no skin in the game, so I'm not making a commission. Well, that's cool. Tell them that
1: stability shaft <laughs> is the product, and what is it? Breakthrough Golf is the website. Breakthrough yeah, Golf thats Technology. the name of
0: the company. Yeah. Breakthrough Golf Tech. Okay.
1: Check it out. And I do believe that were you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash golf guys, you may have an opportunity to get, uh, uh, maybe Jeff's shaft instead of Jeff or mine, whatever. No, we, uh, we have very good. Been, again very, uh, um, very nicely been offered a chance to give some of our listeners a chance to get their putters reshafted with this stability shaft so facebook.com slash golf guys and uh, tell us you're you're interested and we'll work out a deal with you barney adams thank you so much for your time sir
0: and thanks guys uh, so, have, have a good winter you too thanks, i'm not going to mention i'm in the california desert where the sun shines all the time but it's 80 never mind.
1: well we're making we're making plans to go to arizona sometime in the winter time so we'll,
0: very good for you yeah. good for you a lot of good a lot of good tracks there
1: hopefully we'll find seven or eight of them Yes, guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Marty Adams, thank you so much, sir. We'll talk to you again, hopefully.
0: Okay, guys. Bye. Thanks. Right, thanks. Bye.
1: Hey, we are those Weekend Golf Guys in New Shaft or not. We'll be right back. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. We have a small yet loyal following of junior golfers, 12 to 18-year-olds. I want to address myself to them right now. Listen, guys, girls, if you are serious about golf, there is a mom, there is a dad, there's a grandmother, a grandfather somewhere that are so psyched, but maybe they don't show it. They don't want to push, but they would love you to get involved in the game of golf. So why don't you go to them right now? Say, mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, I want to get better at this game. I want to get good at this game. I want to learn from a guy who has junior champions, high school, collegiate champions. He's even got a student who's kicking butt on the web.com tour, and it only costs five bucks a month. And I can learn at my own pace. And parents are going to be able to learn from their phones, which you know they don't drop out of their hands anyway. $5golfclub.com. Join for your kid's sake. And uh, we're back for a few moments yet. Yeah, those weekend golf guys, John Ashton, Jeff Smith, oh, man, an icon on our show, Barney yeah. Adams,
2: Un- unbelievable yeah. guys. You know, John, uh, that that guy, the, the the PGA gave him an award in 2010. It's like a lifetime, co- uh, the Ernie Sabryak Award. Um, that he's like a lifetime achievement in golf. Yeah, I mean, this guy's he's he's somebody. Yeah, and he's been on our show.
1: And most of the technology that you're using in your clubs right now was initially started by Barney Adams. That tight lies, yeah. that tight lies fairway wood man was, yeah. was something I mean, that kind of changed the entire industry. Man.
2: It really did. And it really did.
1: I think I've you still know? got one in in the extra bag I keep in the garage. It's got all those extra putters yeah. in it that I never use anymore. I should have sent one of them to get the new shaft.
2: But, how about how about we have, we need to come up with a list of people that we've had on our show that are like big players in golf. Uh-huh. I mean, think about it from from just the people that we that all of our listeners know who've been on this show. David Ledbetter's been on the show. Mm-hmm. Mike Adams
1: has been on the show. Mm-hmm. Barney Adams, has, Dude, been Barney on the Adams show.
2: has been on the show. Barney Adams has been on the show. Dean Knuth yeah, on the show. The Pope of Slope. The Pope of Slope was on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got an unbelievable amount of people. Yeah. That we've had, we need to make that list. We need to put that on our website and on our Facebook page to say, "Look, we here's know people. who we've had on our show, <laughs> right?" And it, you know, it's not all golf instructors either. Big wig wigs in the in in the in the world of golf. Yeah.
1: Well, we've you had the, I forget his name, but um, the the guy who designs Vokey wedges.
2: Uh, Bob Vokey?
1: Bob Vokey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I couldn't remember oh. Bob. I guess I was just gonna <laughs> Hello? say Mr. Volky. <laughs>
2: Voki wedge guy. Yeah, that yeah. that
1: guy. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we've had some, some uh, stellar and luminary types uh, grace us with their presence here on those weekend golf guys. Uh, and, and we appreciate you gracing us with your presence on those weekend golf guys too. And do hope you come back next week. If you want to hear anything that you may have missed because you're just finding us uh, after a month or so, want to listen to any of those shows that we've just alluded to you can find them at thoseweekendgolfguys.com or follow us on twitter at wknd golf guys or please go to our facebook page facebook.com slash golf guys and like us and or follow us and come back next week because we're going to do that too so until then hey go play some golf